Hi, I'm Aislinn Waite, and welcome to Just a Tele, where the topics are hot, the laughs are endless, and the conversation is everything. We're talking about it all, from relationships, work, life, God, and so much more. Life is stressful, and I'm here to help. So grab your wine and a snack, and let's get into it. This is Just a Tele. Hey guys, and welcome back to Just a Tele. Oh my gosh, first of all, Happy New Year, everybody. Wow, can you believe it? We made it all the way to 2022. Like, let's just think back to 2019 when COVID like first came about and we were like, oh my gosh, what is this? What's happening? People are eating bats. That's what we thought. We were, we were very ignorant back then, but we've grown. <laughs> and now here we are in 2022. Oh my gosh. Welcome to the new year, everyone. Sorry I'm a little late, but better late than never, as they say. <laughs> um, hopefully it is a new year and new habits for you. Hopefully a new year and lots of growth is headed your way. I hope everybody enjoyed 2021. Um, I just want to apologize to all of my, like, just to tell her fam, like, we really didn't see a lot of each other in 2021. And, um, I think at this point, it's pretty obvious why, but um, we will get into that as we go along here because, well, let's just dive into it. First of all, I just want to say, hey, how's everybody doing? I hope everybody is doing well. Um, I hope that there are good updates. If there are any updates in your life, I hope that you have good updates. I would love to hear them. I do love... Um, to receive your DMs. Sorry, I'm a little nervous. It's been a while since I've done this. <laughs> um, I always look forward to receiving like your DMs. I always look forward to hearing people's stories. So hopefully you have good updates. Um, not a whole, whole lot going on over here. Um, I finally moved, which is one of those things where I was just like, oh God, I talked about that for a while. I'm like, here I am finally. Um, I guess the biggest update other than my, I guess, relationship status, which we'll get to is, um, we, when I say we'll get to that one, it may not be in this podcast, but we will get to it at some point, um, is the fact that I'm car shopping. Yeah. Um, I'm looking for a new car, Adam, my car. He is great. There's nothing wrong with him except for the fact that he needs some tires right about now. Um, but he's fine. It's just that he is 10 years old. He does have a lot of miles on him and I am getting older. I'm another year older. And so I've had one too many injuries. My knees are busted and he is a sedan. I, I need an SUV at this point in time in my life. SUV ministries are how I operate. So <sighs> unfortunately looking to trade him in before his value significantly depreciates from what he's worth right now. Um, so that's like bittersweet, um, but it hasn't happened yet. It probably won't happen for a little while longer. So definitely sometime this year, not sure when, but I have been looking. So I know what I want. It's just a matter of making sure that I'm going to be able to afford paying that car payment every month because I really haven't had a car payment since like 2013. Um, not even, I think my mom paid off my car in like 2015, I think. So I have been, I have owned a vehicle from 2015 to now. So it's been, what? I don't know. I can't do math, but it's been a while. <laughs> anyway, let's get into it. Um, first of all, 
let's talk about the fact that we've made it to 2022. Let's talk about the fact that we came through the worst four years of our lives under a president who shall not be named. We've come through capital riots. We have come through coronavirus. We've come through all of Corona's mighty morphing powers and the different variants that she has morphed herself into, honey. We have come through social injustice. We have come through women in office. We've come through bad memes and TikTok, and yet we are here. <laughs> oh gosh, not that there's anything wrong with TikTok, I'm just saying. Um, it's crazy. It is crazy to think that we are on a whole new year. It's crazy to think that we've made it this far. Um, I know I myself, I, I honestly like, again, I think I said this earlier, but like, I, I am a little disappointed that it's taken me this long to put out a new episode. I'm even more disappointed that now my season has to cut across like, well, Usually I do my seasons like by the year. So I don't put out an episode every single day of the year, um, every single, once a week for every single week of the year. I don't do that, but I, I just, sometimes you got to skip a week, but I do tend to wrap my seasons by year. So this should be season like four or something like that, <sighs> but I wasn't consistent in season three. So here we are. But I think that that's good because one thing I do is I work myself to death um, I, I'm just go, go, go. I have a, I have a very pretty color coordinated schedule. Um, I have little whiteboards all around my house and, um, some in the kitchen, some like in my bedroom, little calendars and things and things are color coordinated that makes sense to me. But the thing about it is, um, when I put myself in a position to not take a break, I end up taking too long of a break. So that's really something I want to focus on. So it'll be nice to kind of do my seasons a little differently in this third season of Just to Tell Eh and give myself that little break, you know, that I'm going to need and then get back to it. Um, so let's just, God, there's so much to talk about, but let's talk about consistency. So, well, I have a topic. Let me say that. We were doing relationship rehab before we stopped. We're still going. So I do have a topic, but there's just a couple of things I want to brush on and I want to touch on. So like keeping on like the um, topic of consistency, one thing I will say is that, again, how I said I work a lot and any of my workaholics out there, I know that you can relate to this. So like, please stand up. Will the real workaholics please stand up? Okay. Um, it's hard. It is definitely hard. I think that um, being a workaholic is not a great thing. It's not necessarily... Drive and ambition are great. Being a workaholic is not great. So any self-proclaimed workaholics out there, like, don't think you're doing yourself any favors because you're not. You're actually hurting yourself. But I will say, especially when you work for yourself, it's really hard to turn that switch off. So one thing I really want to get good at um, in this new year is like cutting that switch off. Like, hey, okay, it's time to like snap out of work mode and snap into, you know, um, personal mode. It's time to snap into self-care mode. It's time to go give yourself a pedicure. No, we're not filming this. We're not making a video out of this. We're not going to couple it with, we're not going to make, you know, a YouTube video or make a TikTok out of it. Like we are just going to go and pamper ourselves and enjoy our day. Um, and truthfully, like I know, I think that every workaholic has a bottom line. And I know for me, my bottom line is my why. Um, I really, really want to, well, well, two things. When I was in high school, I was a freshman. 
freshman yeah I think I was a high school freshman and I got braces and my sister and I both had this I think we had the same issues with our teeth um the front it's like the front tooth like one of them like overlaps the other one mine's not as bad just because I had braces I will say I haven't worn my retainers in forever and because I wasn't consistent with that um it kind of that one still does kind of overlap a little bit it's not that serious um if I wanted to I could Invisalign and fix it fix it up or I could just wear my retainers consistently and for the next you know however long and or forever and make sure that that tooth stays in the line I just I choose to live my life how I want to live my life so <laughs> but um I got braces and my mother being a single mother um she paid for braces on her own and braces are not cheap Especially when you have, it wasn't just that little, like, little overbite. I also had a lot of other issues with my teeth, including overcrowding. Um, so when it was time to get braces, they took out eight teeth total at once. They cut my four wisdom teeth out. They, my wisdom teeth hadn't come in yet, but they were like, eh, get it out the way now. So they went in and cut my wisdom teeth out, and then they took four additional teeth, two from the top, two from the bottom, um, that needed to be taken out anyway. So uh, that mouth was swole. <laughs> Um, but either way, she paid for that on her own, and um, I just remember her saying to me, um, we're going to have to cut back on a few things, kid, and I was like, what? <laughs> you know, because my whole life, like, first of all, I'm the youngest. I can admit that I'm a little spoiled. I can say that. You can't. <laughs> um, and so I was used to, like, you know, money Money was never a thought to me. I was used to just getting getting things when it was time to Alexa is talking and that is disrespectful ma'am please be quiet thank you <laughs> that is embarrassing <laughs> oh gosh anyway she's I think she's actually letting me know that I have something I think I'm supposed to work out right now or something um yes I'm supposed to be working out in 15 minutes and so she's trying to let me know but she needs to mind her business because I'm busy we're here it's just a tele time today is also not my regular recording day so I'm sure if, if she had a real mind of her own, she'd be like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Anyway, let's stay focused. So um, I was just used to like get, getting gifts when it was time to get gifts and asking for things and getting them. And um, I really had no concept of like finances or money. So when my mom, you know, I thought we were fine. I thought we were doing fine. I was just, you know, whatever, whatever the thing, whatever it was, mom and dad were always going to be able to take care of it. So when my mom actually like went to um when I got braces and she made the decision to get me bra get braces for me and fix my mouth and she said that I was like oh and I remember sitting in my room and thinking to myself like I never want my kids to feel like that and since I was younger I've always wanted a gang 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 of kids like I I wanted like five or six kids like and I know it's painful and I know it messes your body up but I've been chunky my whole life so like what is the difference <laughs> there is none so um I just remembered thinking like I don't ever want my kids to go through that like if I have eight kids and all eight of my kids need braces I want to be able to financially provide and pay for the braces I don't want to owe anybody anything I if the doctor says it's six thousand dollars for these braces I cut the doctor a check for six thousand dollars and that's for all eight of the kids if they all need braces like if that's six thousand a kid it's six thousand a kid like I just I never wanted my kids to feel like that I never wanted them to like have to think to themselves like gosh I'm getting to be older should I get a job like to, to help the family like I don't want to put that pressure on my children I've been fortunate enough in my life even when my parents were struggling and I didn't know um, I've been fortunate enough to not have to have to work as a teenager and 
focus on my studies and focus on my extracurriculars so that I didn't have to help the family. Like, I know that there's families and, like, that's their story, but that wasn't my story. And I was fortunate enough to, you know, do a little something. I think I played at the church in high school, and that was, like, just a little spending money. So I really, really always wanted my kids to be set. Um, And even being an entrepreneur, um, you know, when I was younger and I thought that, I was like, oh, well... I, you know, I'll get a really good job. I'll go to college. Like I'll get, a, I'll, you know, I'll climb, you know, you, how we are all taught. I'll climb that corporate ladder and I'll get a great job and I'll make lots of money. And like, um, as I got older, I started to get more interested in different things. I started to get different visions for different business ideas and things that were tangible, things that I could do and things I would be great at. And I feel like I would thrive in. And then it didn't help that when I did go to college, um, I got into psychology big I love psychology that was that was my major um and I changed my major five times and facts I'm actually still in school um uh, <laughs> and that's like that might be embarrassing to some people but like I'm just gonna say it. it took me a while to find my way I changed my major several times I realized that psychology was my thing I had to tweak because at one point I was pursuing four degrees at once just trying to appease unfortunately my parent um And then there was a point where I was like double majoring and minoring. That was not, again, not my thing. So I had to kind of dial back, focus on one thing. And now we're there. I'm literally three classes away. So it's like, I'm going to do it. I'm just going to do it at my own pace. (laughs) Anyway, back to the task at hand. Um, So life coaching is where that came into play. But my point is, um, I do still want to have a lot of children. And even if I have a lot of children, even if I only had one child, I'd I want to be present for my kids. I don't want to be at my kid's soccer game and I'm getting a call about work and I have to leave the game early and go to work. I want to be able to take my kids to practice. I want to be able to be present. I don't want to have to ask my boss for a Saturday off so that I can be at my kid's game. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to have to be that parent that's always late picking their kid up um, after school because I'm stuck at work. Like right now I work at the bank and like, I know that is the case for a lot of my coworkers that have children. They're always late picking their kids up because people want to come to the bank at the last minute on a freaking Friday and they want to do the absolute most. And they know that we close in five minutes and then they keep us there late because they don't realize that after they leave, there's still procedures that we have to do to close the bank so that we can go home. And so I feel for my coworkers that have kids on those nights where we are there until six o'clock, sometimes 6.30 because there was something happened, somebody had an outage. Um, Somebody was in the bank making a scene until 5.30 and we close at five. Like somebody didn't lock the door properly and so someone walks in the door at 5.15 and we close at five and then they demand to be helped because they were able to walk in the door. And now we're not leaving until six. So I never want that to be my story. Like, I don't ever want that. If my daughter has a dance recital, I want to be able to say, okay, the recital's at five. I'm taking her there. I'm helping her get dressed. And I don't have to, like, ask anybody to be able to be present for my kids. Um, So that's, especially the closer I get to 30, that's kind of where I'm at because I realized that um, if I was to get married and um, obviously... I think because I'm older, things would happen a lot faster. And so right now I might be saying like, oh, well, like that's not a big deal, but I'm going to blink and boom, hello, 
<laughs> like, I'm with child. So these are just things I think about, which is why I'm a workaholic. That's why I work so hard. That's why I'm trying so hard. Like, this year, I really want to get back focused, and I really want to, like, get my stuff together because I was doing so good until I fell off the wagon, and we are going to take a quick break, but when we come back, we're going to address that, and then we're going to get into the topic because I want to stay on this all day, honey. It's good stuff, but... <laughs> Let's take a break. We'll reconvene in a few minutes. Amen. All right. Like what you're hearing? Can't get enough of the topics? Make sure to leave a comment and rate us five stars. We love to hear from you and we welcome your feedback. Have an advice question or topic suggestion for me? Download the Anchor app and leave me a voice message or DM me on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at Aislinn Weed. Follow Just a Tele to keep up with the podcast. Know someone who would love this podcast? Make sure you share it with them and tag Just a Tele with three R's or Aislinn Wade to receive a shout out. Follow Aislinn Wade on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. Follow Just a Tele with three R's and Bible Brunch on Instagram. And if you love health and fitness, follow Limitless underscore health 1114 on Instagram and Limitless Health slash AW on Facebook. All right, so we're back and let's get back into it. Um, so yeah, we were just bottom lining being a workaholic and talking about our why. So, um, the, I think the other thing that I was going to touch on is that like, um, I hadn't, I haven't been over this past year. I really wasn't that creative. Um, I definitely was not consistent. Um, and I think again, it's very obvious <laughs> and truthfully, like, let me say this, like I talk about this, this particular thing a lot and it's not that I'm not over the situation. It's more so that like, this is a part of my story and so like. I'm going to talk about it, but also I would like to get to the point where it's not the main part of my story because <laughs> I feel like I talk about this a lot, not just like on my platforms, but like with people in life. And that's like a little frustrating, but I also know that part of that is my fault because the people closest to me, I never really gave them an explanation as to what happened in this situation. And I will say like for my family, we're, if you haven't figured it out yet, we're talking about my ex. Um... <laughs> Yeah, and for my family, I, you know, especially in the case, I think the only person that really pays attention to the things that I do on the internet, like my YouTube videos or my TikToks or my inspirations of the weeks or even my podcast is my sister. I think my sister, my sister and my cousins, um, I actually had my cousin on the podcast a while back, um, but mainly my sister and my cousin, I think they pay the most attention to my outlets. Um, so in the case of like my sister or my parents, um, when it came to what actually happened with me and my ex, it was more so like watch the video and find out, listen to the podcast and find out. And so that's not fair. And so here we are a year later and I'm just now talking to, you know, the people in my life about what happened. And although I'm like, oh God, I don't want to keep doing this. It's been almost 365 whole days. I never really gave them an explanation. I never really gave them a chance to you know, understand what was happening. It was more so like, he's here today, he's gone tomorrow, and we don't speak his name. So, but that really played a big part into why 
I was not focused in 2021. Um, and I'm sure that I shared this in the last podcast, but like, so I'll just keep it brief. Like my, the relationship itself was very draining. Um, I lost a lot of like, I was very inspired before I met, I met him. I was very content and single and being content, being a content single Christian woman is one of the hardest things to be. Hello, especially to be a black content and single Christian woman it is very difficult. Like it is not easy. It is not for the faint of heart, honey. It is tough. And I really reached a point where I was very content. I was focused on my purpose. I was doing Bible brunch. I was doing the podcast. I was just a tellering. I was like doing my inspiration of the week on Instagram and constantly I was building up. I got to the point where like once I started like um, once I made that other Instagram page for my health journey, which still is active, by the way, Limitless Health. How you doing? Um, I started doing workouts and I actually have a Facebook page for Limitless Health and I had started doing um, like classes once a week that I was going to lead um, and like, you know, classes, obviously it, it's like big people fit, right? So it's like fitness for those who like can't do the most but still want results. So I was going to like do classes and I had started getting the schedule together and like put it out there and we were going to do it via Zoom because the pandemic, but we don't want to be chunky in the pandemic. Um, and then it just kind of fell off. Um, I actually posted something on my Instagram story yesterday and it was, um, shout out to my girl, Danny DMC. I love her. That girl's everything. Y'all go follow Danny DMC on Instagram and YouTube and anywhere else that she is present. But she posted like a reel. Um, and it was her and her boyfriend, um, I guess they've been together for a while. They bro they had issues. They fixed, they worked on themselves and they got back together. But, um, they're like in the pool and she's in a bathing suit and she's a plus size girl. And so like they're in the pool, she's like sitting on his shoulders in the pool. And she was like the, basically the, the, um, consensus of the post was like, if your man, um, thinks that you're too big or whatever, isn't happy with you because of your weight, lose some weight. How much does he weigh again? You know? So it wasn't like, oh, if he's not happy with your size, lose weight to make him happy. It was if he's not happy with your size or how you look, lose him. All 152, 200, however much he weighs, lose him. Let him go. And I just kind of shared, um, I was on a weight loss journey. And before I met my ex, I had lost 20 pounds. And that was a big milestone. I remember talking to my health coach who, like, I dodged her for a while because I didn't want to get serious. But she always supported me. And even now, like, even when I went vegan, I was like, it's hard for me to do, like, the Herbalife and stuff just because, like, girl, I need more food than that, you know, because especially when I went vegan and, like, I started cutting things out, I was like, I can't eat nothing but carrots, like, but um, it was just really exciting. Like, I remember sending her the screenshot. I have a smart scale. And so, like, when I open the app on my phone and I step on the scale, it's going to send all of the metrics to the app. So like I took a screenshot, sent it to her and I was like, yeah, girl, 20 pounds down. And this is how much I lost in fat. And this is how much I lost in or gained in muscle and blah, blah, blah. And this is my BMI. And she knows all that. She saw all that. That was one of the first things we did when she became my coach. But, um, she was so excited and she was like, celebrate this milestone. You're finally out of like this particular spot that you've been in for a long time. And like that in itself, 20 pounds doesn't seem like a lot, but that in itself is amazing. I went to work and like my, I, my best friends at work, they're my sisters now, 
But they, like, they were so supportive. They were like, yes, 20 pounds down. That was my nickname for, like, at least three weeks. We were TPD, honey, 20 pounds down. And my other, my, um, one of my friends, Michelle, who is my coworker slash sister, um, she was like, just wait till we lose 20 more pounds. Then we're going to be 40 pounds down. FTB or whatever. <laughs> and so they were really supportive. But my ex was not supportive. Um, he even made the comment. Um, he met my one of my childhood best friends when we were dating. We, we met at the same Starbucks that he and I had our first date at. And he said in front of her, I said something about like losing weight. I don't remember what I said. I remember on the first date I mentioned that I was on a weight loss journey. I said I had, you know, was 20 pounds down as of like a month before I met him or something like that. And he didn't really respond, which I was like, okay, so he doesn't care. Um, but he said in front of my best friend, he was like, yeah, if you lose, if you get skinny, quote unquote, I'm going to leave you. And like, I was like, oh, oh okay. <laughs> uh, okay. So he was never supportive of like my weight loss journey. And he was only supportive of like my creative outlets in the sense that um, he wanted to get a kickback. So one thing I do is I draw inspiration. Okay, so clearly we're not going to get to the topic. <laughs> I had a whole topic. That's going to have to be another episode because we are on something right now. But anyway, um, I like to draw inspiration um, from different avenues and different outlets. So like things that I aspire to have and things I aspire to be. So my dream car is a sky blue Bentley. I prefer the SUV. Again, these knees, honey. <laughs> Hello. Um, and one day I'm going to have that Bentley. And like people might think it's materialistic. It's not because I don't just care about material things. I just remember being like eight years old and I was like, that car is so pretty. I didn't know until I got older. I was like, oh, that's a very expensive car. But I just loved the color. So my dream car is a sky blue Bentley. I had, when I was younger, I had like pictures um of like little blue bentleys and when i got a cell phone i literally had like a little collage i put together of like sky blue bentleys like i'm gonna get new you can't see it but i actually have a pinterest board of i also love the cadillac escalade i thought i thought that that would be my family car um but i don't know i'm kind of in love with this honda that i was looking at so <laughs> but still i really love the escalade and so like i have a pinterest board of like my dream cars it's it's full of sky blue Bentleys like no joke it is full of sky blue Bentleys and like pearl white pearl Cadillacs like and it's private because it's just for me um I in, in there I even have like how I want my dream garage for my dream house I have a dream house board on Pinterest like and so it's just the inspiration that I have like for my house like I literally will like go on Zillow and I will look for houses that I obviously can't afford but I know that I want to have one day and like none of them are to my standards honey because I'm picky but I'll at least pull from like little things like oh I love how this pantry is let me like keep a mental note or take a little screenshot of that and put it on my board so I can remember I really like this pantry oh I love the front door you know so I'll do things like that um one of the things that I was when I was like focus focus like bringing you podcasts every week bringing content every single week every single day really consistent on YouTube um, I used to watch youtubers who I aspired to live a similar lifestyle to I'm definitely not ever gonna be the girl that's all like Versace 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 from head to toe just because I want a Bentley doesn't mean that I am a material girl honey I'm yes I'm a little bougie I can admit it but <laughs> like I'm not, I don't need to live in a DJ Khaled mansion, okay? Like, I need my house to be just enough. That's beside the point. That's between me, the Lord, and my husband. 
Um, <laughs> but I would like watch people and I, like people that were real. I don't do like the fakeness. Like there's people on YouTube, some of your faves and like they live these lavish lifestyles, but like it's with the fakeness. Like they don't own anything. They're renting everything. And that's all just for show. Like if you went in that house in real life on a day that they weren't recording, there probably wouldn't be much furniture in there. Let's just be real. I'm not digging. <laughs> I'm not digging. I'm telling the truth. So I would really follow people who were real. And like one of the things that we did is like, I watched a lot of YouTube back then. So like there was one couple that I followed in particular and I liked her before, but when, um, when she got with him, and I saw the proposal, I was like, wow. And like, I watched them because I loved their love, especially like as a black couple, like I just loved their love. Um, and I just thought it was so non-toxic considering his past and his past was very similar to my ex's past. So I just showed him a video and I was like, yeah, so that's so-and-so. And, um, I was like, you guys are actually more similar than, you know, he, um, you know, he got locked up for X, Y, and Z and he just, he came out, he didn't grow up with this dad in his life. And then he came out, um, of jail and he really decided like, you know what? I need to make a life for myself. I need to do better for myself. Like I'm not doing this just for the money. I'm not doing this just to make a name for myself. I need to do better for myself. And so, um, you know, I think my ex kind of saw that and he was like, oh, so this is what you could have if you YouTube. And so again, going back to the point here, I think he supported my creative outlets because that meant a kickback for him. Um, so <laughs> I say all that to say it was draining. And because like, because the support was only like superficial, it took a lot out of me. And then not only that, but because I was so focused, um, it would really, we had days planned. Like, okay, these are the days where we can like definitely see each other. Let's save this one day for like date night. You know what I'm saying? Um, we'll like, we'll have date night on Friday. These are the days I'm in class. And then I would like to study these other couple days. We'll have date night on Friday. Of course, that doesn't mean I have to ignore you all week. Like we can still text and talk on the phone throughout the week and whatever. And, um, he would consistently like call me and text me on the days that I had class during my class time or like right before my class time and be like, Oh, I want to see you. I want to be in your presence, blah, 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 blah. And when I would say, Hey, I'm like, I'm trying to get work done. Like I'm trying to study. Like I need to be focused on class. Then he'd get upset and he'd be like, Oh, well, I guess you're busy. Oh, well, whatever then. So, um, me being a people pleaser, of course I gave in and that took a lot out of me. I didn't have time to do any of my creative things anymore because I was too busy trying to coddle my boyfriend's feelings when I did do creative things and he was a part of it, a part of it, I feel like he tried to insert himself a little bit too much in the videos that he was a part of. But also, um, we spent most of the time fighting. Like, let's, let's just be real. We spent a lot of our time fighting with each other. So, like, I didn't have the energy to, like, get in front of a camera and be like, hey, guys. Or, like, get on the mic and be like, what's up, everybody? It's just teller time. So, um that took a lot of energy from me. And when I went through the breakup, actually let's take another break and then we will resume this conversation <laughs> when we get back. All right. So we're back and getting back into what I was saying. Um, I was just saying that, 
uh, let's see, I think I was saying that like we, um, the breakup, right? So when that happened, um, I was already depressed before that because that relationship was so draining and I was like at war with myself every day. And so by the time we finally broke up, it was, it was the embarrassment for me. It was like the, you're trying the heck out of me right now. And like, I want to put hands on you, but I can't. I do not like that stuff. I do not like that whole, like, that, like, toxic, like, relationship stuff. Like, oh, you know, you slap him upside the head. He gets mad. He bucks at you. He's screaming at you. Or even him putting his hands on you. Like, I don't like that. There were plenty of times where I wanted to put hands on this man because he was just, mm. But I did not. Um, so it just took a lot out of me. So I really tried. There were so many times where I was like, I'm going to get up and I'm going to get focused. And, like... I actually got defensive because, like, people would ask me, like, people close to me would be like, so you're not podcasting anymore? And I'd be like, it's not that I'm not podcasting. The podcast is still here. God, I'm just taking a break. And they're like, you're taking a 365-day break? Like, you know? And, like, I knew even one time my sister was like, so the podcast is not happening anymore? And I was like, it's still alive. And she was like, I'm just asking. You haven't posted anything in a while. I'm like, yeah, whatever. Whatever. Like, and even... um I remember talking to my little brother, um, and he was like, yeah, um, he said something and he was like, yeah, you just have to get back to that place because blah, blah. I was like, shut up, leave me alone. <laughs> Let me be. Um, so it really took a lot for me to, I had to get whole within myself. I had to heal because at the end of the day, like I try not to hold a grudge, but it's very easy for me to do. And sometimes I do hold a grudge and that's something that I've been working on. And for me, I always think about what could I have done differently. And so replaying different things and different situations that happen in that relationship over and over and over again in my mind, um, I was beating myself down a lot. So it's like every time I tried to get up, I would remember how embarrassing this was or how I could have done this differently. So coming out of that was really tough for me. And it's like little by little, I tried to do things. I recorded videos that I never posted. Um, and it didn't help that I was trying to date at the same time. And that went south. It's like every guy I talked to, it just like left, left, left. And they all did the same thing. Like if there's one thing I hate, it's ghosting. Like you're liable to get punched in the neck if you ghost me. <laughs> I just think it's so whack. Like just say what you mean. I'm very much the say what you mean and mean what you say person. Like example, um, we were at work one night and Again, I work at a bank, so not giving too much away about my job, but a coworker and I were in the vault and every night we have to count the money that's in the vault. We have to, what we call, balance the vault, right? So she and I are in the vault. We're balancing the vault. Now, I've taken the time to balance my drawer because I have to at the end of the night, put my drawer away. She's done the same thing. We're in the vault. We've counted. There's way more money in the vault than there is in my drawer. So we've counted the vault and done all of that. And then we have a closing checklist. So when we come out of the vault, usually how it goes, let me back up. Usually how it goes um, is when two people are in the vault, counting the vault for the night, everyone else balances their drawers. If they're a banker, they put their stuff, you know, they get their stuff together, they finish all of their reports and stuff. And then um, you help with the closing checklist so that when the vault people get out of the vault, it's about time to go. There's really not that much left to do. Well, that's not what happened. Instead... Two people, I'm not going to get too specific because I don't want anybody to listen to this and be like, excuse me, but 
two people were um, talking. They were talking. One person was sitting on their phone and they were just blah, 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 having a good old conversation. I thought they were talking and working at the same time. Now, one of them did have work that she was doing. She was multitasking. She was working and having a conversation. But the other person was just sitting there talking to her. She wasn't helping. She wasn't trying to help close. And the other person, again, was on their phone. The person on their phone and the person that was just talking to the person that actually had work to do, they could have completed that checklist while we finished the vault. So we come out of the vault and I'm like, okay, are we good on the checklist? Are we ready to go? And the one girl was like, no, nothing's been done. And I was like, what? So why... So why are you sitting here talk, 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 yap, yapping and not um, doing things around the checklist? And the other girl was like, okay, hold on. Just like you can multitask and talk and do work. I'm actually doing work. I'm doing A, B, C, D, E, F, G and I'm talking. So I'm multitasking. And I was like, that's fine. I'm not talking about you. If you're working and talking, that's one thing. But she's in, in there with you and she's just talking and she's not getting any work done. And you didn't think for a second to say, hey, did you go check and see if the checklist was done? Because at the end of the day, it's a group effort. So there's that. And I made a comment. And my coworker who was in the vault with me, she was like, just just let it go. And I was like, no, I'm not going to let it go. I'm going to, I mean what I say and I say what I mean. I was like, I'm not going to let it go. Y'all are sitting over here wasting time. And I just said, I mean, I said it respectfully enough, but also truthfully enough. Like, if it was me, let's be real. And let's be real because people have come for me a million times at work when I'm singing songs or I'm listening to music at the end of the night. We're closed. I'm listening to music. I'm singing songs. I'm talking and I'm also working at the same time. Um, but I'm going to be honest. Like, well, no, let me not say that. I'm about to toot my horn. But people have come like in a heartbeat. It never fails. I will turn around and ask somebody a question while I'm also counting my drawer. And up. Uh, Aislinn, are you counting? Are you are are you balanced? Is your drawer balanced? They want to come for me right away. But I'm always there. If you if you were to look at that closing checklist, especially for this past week, you're gonna see my initials on at least three days for an entire row of things because I'm getting the work done. But you guys want to sit here and talk. And so I just politely, you know, was like, hey, if the tables were turned, we wouldn't have it. I understand that you have work to do, but you also have a responsibility to say, hey, instead of sitting here talking to me, Go make sure that they're finished because if they're not finished, if the checklist is not finished, you can help the other teller with that while, um, excuse me, while I finish this and then, you know, we can come in here and talk after the work is done. So point blank, period. I don't even know how we got here, but um, I say what I mean and I mean what I say and I stand by that and so I just don't do like tiptoeing I hate tiptoeing like don't tiptoe around stuff with me like I, even when I went to the car dealership with my dad I was like I was on that that um, salesman that we were working with I was like give it to me straight I was like this is my budget so what can you do for me if this is the only option for me just know that I want this car so if that means I need to go back and reassess my finances and put more money to the side that's what I'm gonna have to do I may not walk out of here with a car today and you're gonna have have to be okay with that and if you're not I can't help you because you're not paying for anything you're just here to sell it to me and get your commission that's number one number two I want all the bad news because you're showing me used cars and although they're only a couple of years old I need to know what happened here what accents hasn't been in is this all original parts blah 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 blah. you know and I think he was kind of taken aback like dang girl you down my throat I am and I'm not trying to be rude but I'm trying to be direct I love being direct let's just get to the point and so I feel the same way. If I'm dating someone, um, then 
sorry, if I'm dating someone and or I'm talking to someone and like I'm not feeling it, then it's about that time to say, hey, um, I just feel like in my favorite, I just feel like we're in two different places and maybe we are. We're on two different pages. Like I've really enjoyed getting to know you. And I think this is where it ends. Like I, I just feel like if you're a grown adult and you're dating someone or you're talking to someone, you should just say, Hey girl, um, stop working for me. You know, I think we're, we're going to go our separate ways. We're at different places in life and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Like, because here's the thing, like you might be considering someone's feelings, but like if somebody's feelings are going to get hurt, they're going to get hurt either way. If they're into you and you're not into them and you guys have been talking and you realize you're not into them, you telling them that, Hey, you know, I think we should kind of stop it here is going to hurt their feelings. You ghosting them and just disappearing when they thought they had something good and they were probably telling their friends about you is going to hurt their feelings even more. So either way, their feelings are getting hurt. You might as well be respectful about it. But anyway, <laughs> the point here is that, um, yeah, I just I tried to date and that went south because I was getting ghosted a lot. I hate being ghosted. Um, I'm not I've only ghosted one person. and That's because I had to. He was not getting the hint. I said several times, I even brought my friends in on this. I was like, y'all, look at these texts and tell me what I'm doing wrong. And they were like, nothing, nothing. You have literally said everything that you could say in every different way you could say it. The only other thing you could do is say it in another language and see if he, he gives that. And he just wasn't getting the hint. So I had to ghost him. And th that was for my safety. I had to ghost and block because he wasn't getting the hint. It was starting to get a little obsessive. And I was like, all right, this is odd. So, anywho, <laughs> um, but yeah, I just had to kind of, I had to heal um, on my own because I wasn't, because I wasn't in a good place and I was dealing with my own issues, I wasn't inspired. So it's like, how am I going to inspire other people when I'm not inspired? And then second of all, how am I going to give people Bible brunch if number one, I'm not where I need to be in my relationship with the Lord. And then also like, I'm not, I'm not hearing from God. I spent that time that I was with my ex, not really hearing from God the way that I was used to hearing from God because he was like blocking the sound, like all the mess, all the drama, everything else was like blocking God trying to speak to me. It's like, I couldn't trust myself. So, um, that's hard. I think the thing that like, for anybody that sees Bible brunch, like that's like, that's like real stuff. Like your pastor, they go, they sit down, they plan their sermon, right? They try to plan their sermon anyway. They go before the Lord, they pray, they study the word, they get, they give you the word. That's exactly what I was doing. It was just more like a Bible study with a kick or a twist. Whatever. <laughs> um, so needless to say, now I think I'm in a much better place. I definitely feel healed. I do still talk about things of the past. I make jokes about it now. There's nothing else I can do but laugh. Um, I know I had a little moment when I found out that my ex and I live in the same city and he really reached out to me again to try again. I did have a moment, but at the end of the day, like I've moved on with my life and I had to, this is something I had to tell myself because this is how I keep myself from having a grudge. I moved on. I chose to move on. It's not just that I moved on to another person. I moved on, period. I moved on from the situation. I got my house in order so that I could be the best me that I could be for me. You know what I mean? And for the mini me's of my future, yes, that means my children. 
So, and for my future spouse, you know what I mean? So I had to make the decision when I said, you know what, I forgive you for what you did. Um, I'm over what you did, but you serve no purpose in my life. Like once I said, I forgive you and I wash my hands, I clean my hands, I'm done. It was at that moment that I had to have enough discipline to say, hey, we can't badmouth a man. We can't sit here and continue to get upset about X, Y, and Z. Yes, this hurt. Yes, this was embarrassing. Yeah, this didn't go the way that you thought it was going to go. But you chose to forgive. So because you made that choice, because you made that decision, you, <laughs> baby, you've got to move different. And if you are not in a place where you can move different, then you might need to rethink forgiving because it's not that we're not going to forgive at all. Hello, I'm not going to just walk out here in unforgiveness. But if now is not the time and you still have some more work to do, then you still have some more work to do. But if not, and you mean what you say and you've forgiven him, then you need to move forward. <laughs> um, but let's move into a commercial break and then um, we will be right back. Love a good YouTube video? Live for a hair and makeup tutorial? Want to know how to start a YouTube channel? Stan Black Love. Follow House of Pain, Aislinn Wade, and Ashley in Earnest on YouTube. That's H-A-U-S-O-F-P-A-Y-N-3, House of Pain, A-I-S-L-Y-N-W-A-D-E, Aislinn Wade, and A-S-H-L-E-Y-A-N-D-E-R-N-E-S-T. Ashley and Ernest. Check out the links in the Jessatella show notes. They're just what you never knew you needed. Trust me. All right, so we're back, and um, I think it's about that time to give the closing remarks. Um, this is not the episode that I thought I was going to record today. That's all right, because I will bring you the episode that I wanted to bring you hopefully next week. Um, but just going forward, if there's one thing that I can just take from this, one like bottom line that like I would want you to understand from hearing this episode, it's that you have to be your first priority at all times. And I don't mean that in a selfish, narcissistic way. I mean that in a, if you don't look out for you, who else will? You've got to take care of you. You've got to take care of yourself. And you've got to know yourself. If you, I encourage anybody who's single right now and in a single season, like take that time and get to know you. Figure out who you are. Discover your identity in Christ. Find your purpose. What is your purpose? What does God have you on this earth to do? Figure that out and then stay in that. Sit in that. Bask in that. Like enjoy that. Get so rooted, so grounded in that, that nothing else can sway you because if you are not rooted in that anything can come through and just knock you off course and I promise you I was there you do not want to do that you do not want to be knocked off course because once you get it's so it's so easy to get knocked off course it's so easy to get knocked down it is 10 times harder to get up it's actually easier if you're starting a brand, if you're starting a business, if you're starting a podcast, you're starting a YouTube channel, whatever. It's actually easier to start with the first video than it is to get knocked off course and then have to rebuild yourself back up again to start over or to restart. You do not want to get knocked off. Listen, a tree, you wonder why trees don't just fall even when, yes, trees have to be very, very old, okay, to just fall over. But even when there's a bad storm like we had here, 
um, in that snowstorm we had last week, yes, trees snapped in the middle and they fell over. And even my neighbor, like, they have a tree down, but the, the root is still there. The stump is still in the ground, right? It's just that the tree was a little weak, snapped out. It snapped and it fell over, but the roots are still there. The stump is still there. The reason that the tree stump is still there, the base of the tree is still there, is because that tree is rooted deeply in the ground. It's going to take a lot more than just a little bit of snow to come through and yank that tree out of the ground. Because that tree knows where it's supposed to be. That tree has a purpose and that tree is serving its purpose because it knows, hey, my purpose is to be a tree. My purpose is to be an apple tree, a pear tree, an oak tree, a maple tree. I'm supposed to produce these kind of leaves. I'm supposed to produce this kind of fruit. This is who I am. This is how God made me. This is what I'm supposed to do. So I'm rooted. I'm getting my good foundation. The seed has been planted. My roots are firmly planted deep and intertwined in this ground and it's going to be real hard to just yank me up off the ground and tip me over yeah I might go through things I might have to weather a storm and I might snap in the middle I might snap real close to the base but I'm not going to be yanked out of the ground by my roots because I know who I am you are that tree you are just like that tree when you know who you are in Christ and you know whose you are and you know what you're supposed to be doing on this earth and what he's called you to do, nothing can just yank you up from the roots and ruin you. Yes, you're going to go through things. Things are going to happen. Life is going to hit you, baby, and it is going to smack you and it might hit you right in the gut. And although you might break off somewhere at the top or even in the middle or even close to the base, you'll never be deterred. You'll never be ripped up from the ground and ruined because your roots are still planted. Nobody said life was going to be easy and knowing your purpose and being grounded and rooted and knowing who you are in Christ doesn't mean that life is going to be easy. It just means that you have a little backup when things get hard. But even when storms come through your life, even when people come through your life, when that man comes through, honey, the counterfeit, making you think that he's everything and then more comes through your life and tries to knock you over and yank you out on the ground, God is pulling you down. See, they can't see. All they see is the you above the surface. That They can't see what's happening below the ground, below the surface. God is holding you down by the root. And he's saying you can shake her, you can move her around, you can try to break her, you can bust a twig, you can bust a limb, you can knock off a couple of leaves but you'll never you will never ever end her you're not gonna pull her up out of this ground because she's planted on a firm foundation honey and there is nothing on this earth that will ever take that away from her because see I called her by name when she was in the womb now I didn't come in here to preach tonight but we're about to get it because somebody needs to hear this I called her by name when she was in her mother's womb. I made her for such a time as this. No, 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 honey. You can't come through here and be all slick Rick and think that you're going to get her off course and you're just going to take her back to a place that she hasn't been in 10 years. That's not going to happen, baby, because 10 years from now, there's somebody in the future waiting for her to get it together today because they need to hear the testimony. There's somebody right now who she's going to lay hands on five years from now and she's going to heal them. Cancer is going to dry up in their body because I've called her because I gave her that gift because I made her she is fearfully and wonderfully made and I put this in her and if you think that you're gonna yank her up by the root and ruin her if you think some man is gonna come through here and yank you up by the root honey and ruin you if you think that breakup is gonna shake you down to your core and mess your whole life up and you're just gonna go back to being in a place where all of a sudden you don't trust where all of a sudden you can't hear God where 
where all of a sudden you don't know who you are, you better think again. Because when you get planted in those roots, baby, he's got you and he's holding you up. And he says, you may cut her back down to a stump, but I'll build her up again. Because see, the tree is still going to grow, honey. Something is still going to grow. The roots are still there. That seed was planted before you even knew how to say your name. And nobody can ever take that away from you. So if you don't take anything else from this podcast, all jokes aside, if you don't take anything else from this, just remember that somebody is holding you up and they have you planted deep in the ground and they won't let anything or anyone stop the purpose that they have for your life. I'm talking about your Lord. I'm talking about Jesus. I'm talking about our Father in heaven. He's not going to let anybody stop the work that he has for you. See, what he has for you, it's already there. It's sitting in time. You may have been waiting 10 years for it, but you don't know that it's waiting for you three months from now. And it's been sitting in that spot your whole life. And every time you were ready to throw in the towel, every time you were ready to get up, you were getting closer and closer and closer to it. It never left. Nobody can ever take it from you. If God says you're called to to have a church, then that church is there for you. If God says that you are called to be a millionaire, then those millions are there for you. If God says you're called to be a mother of 10, 15 children, then that's there for you. If God says you're called to have an orphanage, if he says you're called to preach, if he says you're called to travel the world and do missions, honey, and preach in different languages, then that's what it is. That's what it what is there for you. And that's what he has for you. And nobody can take that from you. Your friends can't take it from you. Your mama can't take it from you. Your daddy, your sister, your cousin, your uncle, your nephew, your dog. Nobody can take it from you. Nobody. The only person that can slow you down, because you're going to get there one way or another. That's the plan he has for your life. You will get there if you know who you are, but only you can slow you down. How fast you get there depends on how focused you are. So are you going to have tunnel vision and are you going to be focused on the plan? Are you going to be focused on the purpose? Are you going to be focused on Jesus and focused on who he is and how he loves you? Because see, your mind can't just be wrapped up in the reaping the benefits of what he has for you. You've got to be wrapped up in giving, giving and receiving his love. You've got to be able to receive his love from him, but you've also got to be able to give it to people when they hurt you. You've got to be able to give it to people when they talk about you. You've got to be able to give it to people when they turn their back on you. When everything falls apart, you've got to be so focused on God that it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Because everybody in your life might leave you, but he's still got you by the roots. He's still holding you up by the roots. That storm might have come and might have snapped you down to the stump, but you're still here. You're not dead. It's not over. Only you can slow you down. You are in your way. So if you're ready for what God has for you, I suggest you build that relationship with God. Because he's not a genie, baby. He's not a genie. He's not just going, oh, poof, here we go, three wishes and it's yours. No, you've got to do the work. But trust him. He will always lead and guide you. Sometimes you won't know how things are happening. You won't know how you made it here. You'll be looking around like, I can't even believe, how did this even happen? He's got you covered because he's got you by the root. It's not going to be easy, but it is possible. 
and you serve a God who specializes in the impossible. So, before we uh, end this podcast, I wanted to keep this episode short, um, but I'm just so, first of all, I'm just so grateful that this is where God led this episode to go today, because this is not what I was expecting to talk about. However, um, before we go, I just feel like um, I just need to pray. Um, So, if you guys would just go with me for a second. Um... I just want to pray for you guys. Um, So, Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, I just thank you for every ear, every woman, every man, every person that is listening to this podcast. Lord, you are so awesome. You're so faithful to even bring them here. It doesn't matter if one ear is listening or if a thousand ears are listening, God. What matters is your message. What matters is your love. What matters is your word, Lord. And I'm so grateful that each and every person that's listening right now is here listening, Lord. I pray that whatever they needed, they got today. Whatever they came looking for, whether they're listening to this when it drops this week or they're listening to it 10 years in the future, God, whatever they needed, they got it today. And I thank you so much for guiding everyone here, Lord. I thank you for holding us up, Lord, each and every one of us and planting us. I thank you for planting us in the ground, Lord. Even before we could walk, even before we could say our name, I thank you for planting us. And I thank you for holding us up by the root, Lord. I thank you that no matter what might try to come through our lives and shake us and break us and ruin us and kill us, Lord, it's stopped. It's blocked right now in the name of Jesus, Lord, because you've got us by the root. And there is nothing or no one that will ever be able to yank us up from where we were planted. God, I thank you for the purpose that you have for each and every one of our lives, Lord. And I pray that every person listening to this episode right now finds the purpose, Lord, that you have for their life. I pray that people begin to fine-tune their ears, Lord, to your voice so that they can hear clearly from you what you want them to do and where you have them headed, Lord. And I just pray right now for anybody who is listening and they're like, what is she talking about? I, I, I don't know who I don't know who Jesus is or or I've, I've never really believed in Jesus. I've, I've, I believed in a higher power, but I didn't think that it was Jesus. But now I feel weird. Anybody who 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 doesn't know you right now, I just want to extend the invitation. I just want to um, extend the gift of salvation to you right now. Let me explain something to you before I pray right now. Salvation is your relationship with God. He died for you on that cross. He died for your sins. We sin every single day. And he took that pain. He took that for us on the cross thousands of years ago so that we didn't have to suffer every single time that we sin he made sure that even if we do this if we repeat the same sin 40 times we're still covered he still loves us and he still forgives us so right now um if you've never received jesus um, and received salvation i just want you to repeat after me father I thank you. I thank you for the sacrifice you made on that cross. God, I thank you for taking my sin and carrying it with you on the cross. I thank you for dying for me on the cross. Lord, I believe that you died for my sins. Lord, I believe that you are the Messiah, that you are the Savior. You are Jesus Christ, Lord. Lord, I believe that you love me more than I could ever love myself. And right now, God, I ask that you come into my heart, Lord. 
God, I ask that you take over my life, Lord. I ask that you take over my mind, take over my thoughts, Lord. And I ask that you live inside of me. I want to serve you, God, for the rest of my life, Lord. I want to receive salvation, God. My life is yours now. Have your way. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, or you prayed it for the 50th time, you are saved, honey. You are a child of God. You are in the kingdom, baby. You are officially royalty. And listen, I don't want this moment to slip away. If this was your first time ever praying that prayer, I don't care if it is when this episode drops, if it's a week after, or if it's 10 years after. I want you to DM me on Instagram, at Aislinn Wade. I want you to DM me and I want you to let me know that you prayed this prayer for the first time and I'm going to help you. <laughs> I'm going to help you with the help of your Father in Heaven. We're gonna, I'm going to help you with what's next. We're going to talk about what, what do we do next, where do we go from here, and how do we continue on. Um, what does it mean? Some, some of you might have just prayed that prayer and you're like, I'm still confused. What does this mean? Send, seriously, send me a DM. Um, message me comment on a post if you want to if I don't respond to your DM comment on a post so I can help you understand what this means and we can walk out the next steps of your life as a child of God together forever <laughs>
and let's take the next step together. I don't want you to be confused and saved. I want you to be secure and confident and saved. Um, But until next time, guys, bye.